You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of Ideas in Leaders podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Will Basta. He's the co-founder of Ascend Ecom. It's an e-commerce automation agency and investment management company. Hi, Will. Welcome to Ideas in Leaders. Hi, Elena. Happy to be here. So uh, we are going to speak about some exciting topics today as uh, you're an expert in building passive income streams using outsourced e-commerce. I'm very interested in it myself, so I'm sure that our listeners would be interested in your experience and also your business and entrepreneurial experience and some tips on building passive income. So, uh, Will, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to starting your company? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm based out of Los Angeles. I'm actually currently right now in Barcelona, Spain. So in the summer, I, I spend my time in Europe because I have the freedom to do so, fortunately. Um, but the last about 10, 10 to 12 years uh, has been you know, a lot of different paths I've taken. I started my career in the tech and startup industry. You know, I worked for a lot of different tech companies in health tech specifically, sort of building out companies that were sort of smaller scale and growing them from, you know, let's say, sub 10 employees, building out their marketing strategy, et cetera, wearing a, different, a lot of different hats. And doing that with multiple different companies throughout that period of time, I was involved on a smaller scale in different investments, uh, primarily in the digital space. Um, that always interested me, uh, essentially, in, you know, investing in things online or things that didn't have to have physical presence. Um, and in doing so, you know, I was involved with Amazon, different, you know, branding opportunities. I had my failures here and there, and and during that period of time, and and knowing the industry and learning about the success you can have online in terms of e-commerce specifically. Uh, my business partner and I were a few years ago, we were essentially, you know, we we noticed that there were these companies popping up that were building out, you know, I'd say done for you models for people who want to get into Amazon or get into some kind of e-commerce platform, like a busy professional, for example, that just doesn't have time to do that specifically. This is sort of a an opportunity we saw that people were doing where they were actually doing it for investors and operating and building out sort of a passive income stream through e-commerce. What we also noticed is most of the companies out there were pretty ineffective in providing that, that model um, in a way that really has sustainability in mind. Uh, there's a lot of just fragmented op uh, operations that we noticed and just things that really weren't tightened up. Uh, and that really led us to essentially take that, that opportunity and, and know that we could bring our experience in and refine it and, and really bring, bring in our, our business acumen and you know our operational expertise and experience in, in e-commerce and you know cut cut two we're two and a half years into this and we've got you know somewhere around 340 350 clients we have two warehouse facilities in dallas texas where we operate out of um, our headquarters in los angeles um and we do million we've done millions of revenue close to 30 million about 30 million 29 and a half million for our clients in 2021 alone um and we build essentially businesses for investors on major platforms like Amazon, as well as Walmart, which is an emerging platform. And we do it hands off for them. They, they essentially invest and they leverage our 
our infrastructure and our, our expertise and what we've built and proven over the years. And we do it on behalf of them for them in a partnership. So that's essentially where we're at today. Wow, that's uh, amazing, amazing results. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, in just two and a half years, such uh, such great results. And I'm sure that uh, your your background, business helped a lot. So if we just want to start, because I know that some of our listeners, they maybe are familiar with this type of business, but some are not. Yeah. So if we're just starting, what would you recommend to someone who would like to start with e-commerce, maybe not go all in, but yeah. have it as uh, something additional to, to what they are doing right now. Yeah. Where, so, where can we start? Yeah. So I think, you know, in terms of our, our clients, you know, they, they all have different backgrounds. Some of them are busy school teachers. Some of them, you know, work in the financial sector, medical professionals, you, you name it. Uh, the commonality between all of it is none of them really have time and they want to get involved in something that they see every day, which is Amazon trucks driving around the neighborhood, dropping out packages and something that they do probably weekly, which is shop online. Um, there's a big, you know, a big cake to take a piece of right there in terms of money that's moving around in the digital space. And so to get involved first, initially, you know, it's, it's the best move in our opinion. That's why we do it this way is to really ride off the coattails of an established platform, which would be Amazon, right? They, it's essentially 60% of all e-commerce sales online are going through Amazon. And so what we do is, you know, people don't realize that the majority, over half of Amazon's actual revenue comes from third-party sellers, which would be people like our clients. Uh, and the cool thing about selling on Amazon is most of the time, depending on the kind of products you're selling, but most of the time in the way our model really works is you don't have to pay for ad spend. So it's a lot more attractive for a client or for, for someone who's new to this as opposed to starting out their own private product in the beginning where you have to pump money with ads and take that risk until you can sort of find success with that product, as opposed to the foot traffic and the volume is already going on Amazon. We all shop on Amazon and you're just, our company essentially is, you know, finding the right products where we can get our clients, you know, get people in front of our clients' products to make money. And so my recommendation would be to start with the sustainable model, sustainable business model on Amazon, which is, Essentially, what we do, you know, we we build out a wholesale business for investors. So they would essentially pay an upfront sort of franchising fee per se, and and we would essentially do the entire thing for them. Uh, they own the business outright. You can see how things are sort of moving along, but we do product. You know, if you're if you're coming into this and you don't have experience, and you know, no one wants to be, you know, they don't have the time. You don't want to be selling out of your garage. You do need a warehouse. You do need all this this infrastructure logistically and putting that together is a full-time job, right? And so most people don't have that time. So getting involved on the early stage and not having to have all that knowledge means partnering with a provider that has done it and has the knowledge like our team. And so we build out essentially a wholesale model. Amazon Prime, everyone's familiar with. That's the majority of the business that we build for investors. So your products as an investor would be Amazon Prime products. People don't realize that those aren't owned by Amazon. They're just coming from an Amazon warehouse. So upfront capital, having working capital as well, which is essentially credit lines. You know, most of our, our investors, you know, they're financially comfortable. This isn't something to replace anything. It's to add supplemental income to someone who's already got a financial profile that can invest in something. Uh, and we focus strict mainly on wholesaling, which is buying products in, in bulk that the data is telling us is going to sell well and getting bulk discounts on those and then flipping them on Amazon via Amazon Prime uh, at, a, at a profit margin. 
Uh, and then Amazon obviously pays you out as that starts to sell. And the cool thing about this is it's not just about passive income. These are really appreciating assets. So, you know, digital real estate is a real thing these days. Uh, you know, I think 20, 30 years ago, people used to laugh at like getting domains, right? Domain, domain names for websites. But now those are worth a lot of money. If you had a very, very popular domain, you know, those get that, that is digital real estate, right? And now, you know, the most, you know, e-commerce is its own form, even if it's on a third party platform. So the second you get your business on Amazon, and if it's done the right way, as it ages, it appreciates in value over time. And it's actually sellable down the line. So you're not only getting a passive income stream, but you're also getting a digital asset that is has massive appreciation. And fun fact that I actually I was reading about a week ago about this is and I was surprised is that actually e-commerce in general is still only about 14% of the retail market in the US right now. They're predicting that by 2040 it's going to be about 90 to 95%. So if you look at it in that manner, you're very early. You know, and, and that's that's just getting a piece of a piece of land. <laughs> digital land in a space that is expanding like crazy. So yeah, yeah, that's a great perspective. And I think that digital businesses uh, in e-commerce is really the future. If we think that we are there right now, then I think that it is going to increase definitely with time. Uh, so this is for, for beginners. But if my company or our listeners' company is already on Amazon, we already have yeah. have uh, something there. So can we cooperate with you and uh, how can you support uh, yeah. such companies? Yeah, absolutely. So another, another stat, I'm throwing out a lot of stats right now, but I, you know, I always try to keep abreast with you know, data around this industry and what's going on. And I think it was about 55%, it might've been 54% of current Amazon sellers would consider bringing an outside agency and to help accelerate their growth given the competitive environment. Uh, and that's essentially what we do for both new sellers and for potentially established brands or established businesses on the platform. And how we do that, you know, if someone comes in and they've got a brand that's already selling well, that's a niche brand, but it doesn't mean you can't sell other products. And so we expand that product mix and we also integrate our team because we actually have, you know, our warehouse facility is not a third party logistics company. It's not some kind of shared warehouse that a lot of companies will use before their products go out. It's Actually, internally, all Ascend employees and only Ascend clients go through our warehouse in terms of product. What that means, it means you know less time from getting a product to the warehouse to prepare it to go to Amazon. It means it's a lot cheaper because we're charging, we're not charging two, three dollars per package to prep it, also for returns, right? And it just streamlines, streamlines the whole supply chain. So if you're a growing brand, you know, we can handle fulfillment, we can handle the you know, the in-between between it actually gets to fulfillment with Amazon because there's fulfillment by merchant as well. So we have different aspects and we do customized programs for established businesses as well. It just sort of depends. And that's a, a case-by-case basis. But going back to the idea of the kind of products, I mean, you can expand your line. We, you know, we have, I think recently we were talking to a client that um, has sort of an athletic brand on Amazon that does pretty well. But for them also, I think their reasoning was, they do a bunch of stuff and they didn't have time to keep managing it and keep growing upon the success they've had. So we we essentially took over what's there. And then what we're doing is expanding their actual their brand and adding more, more parts and more products to that actual brand that's already established. So there's a lot of ways to accelerate it and essentially take time off the owner's plate 
Uh, and that's where really we come into play is sort of having that company that doesn't just do management of a business. We also do logistics. We also are a wholesale distributor for products. We're essentially a hybrid business that does all, you know, all the core parts of what you would really need to have successful operation online. Yeah. So again, diversify our portfolios with your support. And um, I know that uh, also you can leverage historic data from uh, client performance to predict yep. new products and moves. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah. How do you do this? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I wish I had a director on here who's, who handles you know more than nitty gritty of my company in terms of like our product research. But essentially... How we, that goes back to how we sourced products and why we source them. You know, we're not throwing spaghetti at the wall with the client's money and seeing if it sticks in terms of products. You know, that's money and products are money and we need to make sure that they're going to sell ahead of time. That being said, in order to do that, there is predictive data, but there's historical data. There's data that we've been pulling from the last three years of trends that are happening that happen around the same time each year, whether it be, you know, buying patio stuff or stuff that has to do with the summer. When the kids are coming out and getting out of school and, and, you know, outdoor inflatable pools or whatever it may be, stuff like that, that we know the data is selling at a certain time. And then there's predictive data based on what's going on the, in the world. You know, I, I can't give an exact example, but, you know, things are always happening, whether it be a pandemic or something that's going on in certain areas, whether it's certain holidays or whatever, you can predict new products that would and should fly up the, the, the shelf based on specific data. So essentially what we're doing is we're taking historical data, like I just mentioned, and predictive data. And we're combining that together in sort of an algorithmic approach on what we should source and also how cheap we can get it based on what the competitors are selling, what the competitor's store health is like, uh, because that affects algorithmically how the, how Amazon presents your product online. And also on top of that, you know, what is their, yeah, what is their price, their selling price? Can we source it cheaper? Are we, you know, selling it against competitors who have poor store health and have low inventory. Those are all factors that play into the competitive competitive landscape. And then there's just the product itself on predictive sales and also historical sales and seasonal trends. Your company sounds like a very interesting partner to have. And now I understand why you achieved <laughs> such a success. Because yeah, if we want to be in e-commerce, it is great to have such a uh, trusted partner who knows the Data trends. driven. Yeah, it's very data driven. You know, it, it is competitive, but if you if you look at, you know, the one question we always get is, you know, am I too late to sell on Amazon? And then there's other platforms as well. We always say start with Amazon. There's emerging markets that have less competition like Walmart. And I can talk about that in a little bit, but at the end of the day, we've got two million sellers on Amazon, right? Out of those two million active sellers, if they're active doesn't mean they're actually selling. <laughs> You know, or they're selling out of the garage, or they're selling one product, or they've never really taken it off the ground. So that data is sort of skewed when you read that. You could slice that into, you know, probably about half. And then you can keep cutting and trimming that down by companies that are selling niche products and or breaking terms of service, like drop shipping things that aren't allowed on the platform. And at the end of the day, if you want to look at really what the competition is, about 20% of that is true competition. And so by partnering with us, it really accelerates our clients into the ecosystem. And puts them in that that twenty percent competitive environment in about a year uh, by having this kind of infrastructure, which is sustainable and built for the long term. And so that's that's what the way that we look at it. We look at that two million, and we we really trim that down to sub five hundred thousand, and even more than that. I can keep peeling back the layers and and explaining why a lot of those aren't actually direct competitors. 
but that's essentially our outlook on it. So if you really look at the data and you, and you, again, you peel back those layers of, of who's actually selling on the platform, it's a lot less competitive than you'd really think. Uh, it just really depends on how you approach it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really great. And also I wanted to ask you about the, uh, you like, uh, not only the business, the business perspective, but also your personal perspective as, as an, as an yeah. entrepreneur, because many of our listeners, they want to start their own businesses or they are already started and they are struggling with some issues and i know yeah. that you have some experience in tech startups and uh, you had some successes in business already so what do you think the beginning entrepreneurs they need to focus on for yeah. what was maybe what, what what was important for you what mistakes did you make what uh, what did you learn from this journey yeah yeah, I, w I would say, you know, in terms of what is important, you know, I, and I, I say I could probably, I should probably should have done this more, but always invest in educating yourself and reading during the period of time and little things about there is so much information on the internet and so many different successful entrepreneurs that have written so many great things in terms of strategy and how to approach business. And, and I think it is, you just have so much information out there. And I think reading is so much more powerful than people give it credit for earlier on. You're too distracted in how to do certain things. And you also have tunnel vision on the specifics of each problem you're facing or what you might face. But you don't realize when you sort of stumble upon different articles and you follow people that you believe in that have been successful, they have so much great information to pass along, given that they've gone through the tumultuous times and they provide that information for free most of the time via podcasts, via via reading their their books or whatever it may be. So I always I always am a huge proponent of that. And I can say to myself, didn't do it as much as I wish I had back then. And I obviously do it a lot now still. I'm constantly learning. And so uh, I think also on top of that, in terms of, you know, you're going to fail. I think that's, this is probably cliche to say, but <laughs> failure is literally part of it. So, you know, and just because, you know, if you're, if you have a vision in doing something on the entrepreneurial side, that vision specifically, or that potential thing that you want to do, that could change in six months. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, not saying that it will, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's very common to sort of start with an idea of something. And within that idea, it branches out to other ideas that end up being really the, the golden ticket that, that really just clicks. And when it clicks, you sort of feel it. Uh, and that trust me, that happened to me so many different times. It's not, I didn't say, Hey, let's do this specifically right now. And then had this kind of success, you know, yeah, you have to fail and you have to go down all these routes and, and try all these different things. And networking is, is also, I'd say the third component. It's very, very important. Stay connected with people, have integrity when you, when you, you know, you make connections with people and, and, and connect with people from all different industries because that goes along. It's a lifetime right there. It always pays back. So yeah. So you're saying networking, connecting with people, not being afraid to fail, being flexible on the way, and reading new ideas, and reading, yeah. educating yourself. Great, great yeah. tips. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for those tips. And also, in the end of our interview, I wanted to ask you about uh, e-commerce in general. So if you were to Tell why in a couple of sentences why e-commerce 
why yeah. this business? So what is so important and uh, so, so interesting about this business? How would you, how would you tell it in a couple of sentences? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I spoiled that one, that one fact about the growth that's ahead earlier on in the podcast, but you know, at 14% of the retail market right now and it's projected to go, you know, seven to eight X of that, you know, that's, that's huge. So the, the pathway is there in general. And then on top of that, if we look at the current time that we're in, we, you know, sorry, this is a little longer than a couple of sentences, but real estate is inflated. The stock market is extremely volatile. Crypto is crashing slash it's crashed. Not saying it won't go back up, um, but what's growing still? Amazon. Do people, you know, e-commerce, do people still buy stuff online even when they're trying to save money? Yeah, it's an impulsive thing. There are necessities that are recession proof that are all sold online. So there is always money to be made online and there always will be in my opinion, no matter what the scenario is, unless the internet goes down in the world, <laughs> people will be buying online and get a piece of that, even if it's at a small scale, because it's gonna pay its dividends down the line. You can start small. Again, if you do it the right way, it's an appreciating asset. Even if you don't have that much money, you know, again, you can educate yourself on how to start it yourself. And when you have enough money, you can invest with a partner uh, to have that kind of infrastructure. And I think that's extremely impactful. And you always want to be part of something that, oh, I wish I did it 30 years ago. That that time is still now with e-commerce. We're not, no one's late. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I think that, that yeah, thank you for repeating this statistic, because I think this is the the most important one in, in our interview that the market is going to grow. It's going to grow seven, eight times more for sure. So yeah, if you're not there yet, then you can just reach out, contact Will and ask him how to do this. <laughs> so if our <laughs> listeners want to reach out, uh, where can they find you? Absolutely. Um, so our website is www.ascendecom.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-E-C-O-M.com. You can always learn about what we do there and, and book a call as well with someone from a partnership team. And then our social channels, Instagram is uh, pretty established. We update things constantly on that. That's at ascend underscore ecom, A-S-C-E-N-D underscore E-C-O-M. Those are probably the two best ways to contact us and sort of see what we're all about. And and book a consultation call if you want to learn a little bit more about how we might be able to bring some value. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for sharing this. We will put those links under this episode for sure so that our listeners can reach out immediately after they listen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Will, for sharing about e-commerce and also some of the important tips for entrepreneurs. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.